in the heart of Beer City, USA. Two men, one journey, to create a sports show unlike any other. Unfiltered, raw, and honest. One of them played a soccer goalie opposite Ben Stiller. The other, one scored six points on Steph Curry. These guys know their sh- Let's go! Tank Spencer, Jeremy Green, the Sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. And welcome into the Sportsocracy here on ESPN. Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sportsocracy heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Seen everywhere on YouTube. Just go to thesportsocracy.com. Click on that live video link. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you can get into the chat with us. And, of course, that also uh, will give you the alert every time we go live, like we did last night for one of the most historic first rounds in NFL draft history. All of the breakdown coming your way here over the next two hours. And, yes, we will be with you live again tonight. Every All pick, of the picks. 17 hours of commercial-free NFL draft football. We'll have all of day three coverage as well starting at noon on, uh, well, tomorrow on Saturday. It's uh, Everything's kind of running together right now because uh, last night we had a lot of fun. Uh, Tank and had today, a little more fun than the rest of us did. <laughs> today was a little slow going. Uh, starting for out. you, yes. For me, I was so jacked up on what my team did, I couldn't sleep. I wasn't because my team did nothing. Uh, well, I mean, we traded we traded out of the first round with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, so we will you, start the you action You kick tonight. it off tonight. That's right. We uh, will... There, there's there's been a uh, a low grumble that you should have to announce this pick in your Bernie Sanders voice. Uh, I think I'm gonna. And I think I'm gonna. And, uh, and well, we also right. uh, we we got a lot of things to take care of today and tonight. It's gonna be a fun weekend. Last night was bonkers. Yeah, it was absolutely crazy. And Jeremy's over the moon because his New York Jets were one of the winners of the draft. I don't know that I'm at the point to call you the winner of the draft okay, last night, better? but. Nah, I don't know. Uh, who, who, who did better? I, I feel wait. like Baltimore. I feel like Baltimore did a hell of a job last night. And I mean, they, they did. ended up with Baltimore. Two, certainly one of the winners. They ended up. With they two, ended up with two blue chippers. Yeah, top My ten Jets prospects. Got three. Plus, they got rid of Hollywood Brown. So I'm, I'm still. And look, at this point in the NFL, I feel like my little narrative on receivers has completely come true. Okay. If for, if you're going to pay the $25 million to that high-end receiver, mm-hmm. you're going to do it because you have a bad quarterback. Baltimore Ravens went, no, we're good. We'll go Rashad Bateman. We'll get a George Pickens in round two. We're just going to keep doing smart things, and that's why they've been good forever. And teams like Arizona have it. Yeah. Hey, we're going to take a first-round pick and give it up for a receiver that does a thing. Uh-huh. Hollywood Brown is real, real fast. And the Arizona Cardinals gave up a first-round pick, which then the Baltimore Ravens turned around and used the 23rd overall pick. For a guy who will be a starter for 15 years. Absolutely. Last night was proof positive. If you want to know where your team is, just watch what they do in the first two days of the draft. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. We have uh, we have all of the breakdown of the trades. We'll do draft grades coming up in the second hour. We got you just a bit outside. Your weird news. We won't have any gambling picks tonight. because There's, uh, only, there's one only one game. game. But if you followed me last night, you know, look, I w- when you describe me, there are a lot of words that you could use. But I feel like humble is certainly going to be in the top three. So it is not in my nature to brag when I'm right. But on the first day of the NFL draft, which completely consumed my brain. Ooh, perfect. Yep. Uh, four no. Uh, four no. Just across the board. All winners. I mean, it was a perfect night for you all around. Oh, yeah. Jess draft was perfect. Uh, the NBA betting picks were perfect. Uh-huh. Listening to Creed bangers this morning. Just, oh, my gosh. It, it, it's, I'm on top of the world looking down on creation. <laughs> you just... You just woke up with arms wide open today, uh, didn't you? I just heard the news today. It seems my <laughs> life is going to change. Uh, Rob Johnson in the comments, uh, we do not have a super chat button. If you're watching us on YouTube, we look a little different. And I'm going to level you. Here's why. We didn't want to have to move this setup all the way back down the hall and then back down the hall for tonight. Right. So we're going Frankenstein. Uh, so I'm your Huckleberry. He said, Jeremy, please make me feel better about the uh, Dotson pick. I almost feel like it should have been Burke since we could use the bigger-bodied receiver. In the next hour, we're going to give grades, uh, uh, knee-jerk reaction grades to the picks from last night. And the Han Dotson deal is not even in the bottom five. Uh, so, Carolina Panther fans, you're going to like your grade. Yeah, Because you, you did it right. You'll like the way you look, I guarantee it. Yeah, congratulations. You did something right in the, uh, in the NFL draft. Uh, first off, let's talk about the big trades yesterday. The player trades obviously hollywood brown we already mentioned that one he led to uh the baltimore ravens pulling off another draft day uh uh you know feather in their cap yeah and and those grades are really easy baltimore got an a for absolutely perfect and arizona got a d for dumb to dumb dumb to dumb 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 and the philadelphia eagles made the trade of the day though when they picked up aj brown from the tennessee titans they gave the Tennessee Titans the 18th overall pick and the 101st overall pick. And A.J. Brown has been all over Twitter today saying that basically Tennessee tried to lowball him. Mm-hmm. And if that's true, Tennessee's the biggest loser of, of yesterday. If, if it's true that they came in with an offer to A.J. Brown that was $16 million a year, you're the losers of the day because every agent in the NFL is going to read that and go, well, we don't have to call them anymore. Right. They're, they're irrelevant. And I feel like trading A.J. Brown was a signal of the Titans going, we know, we know, we know, we know, we know, we know. Indianapolis is better than us. We are better by showing up than the Houston dumpster fire Texans and the Jacksonville, hey, you finally did something right, Jaguars. Mm -hmm. Are we a playoff team? Not in this AFC. Now you've got Ryan Tannehill with no receivers. You, You know, it's funny. I've seen that. It was four years of the miami dolphins <laughs> okay i mean they, they they obviously have two days left of the nfl draft so they can get one and there's receivers. nothing that you're going to do that's going to make that's going to make me feel different aj brown's a top five receiver in, in in this league right and i go back to that question i got asked a lot through the the pre-draft process is howie roseman a good gm yeah yeah i think he's okay i think he's okay yeah Found a way to get what was one of the top players on the board to them in Jordan Davis and then got an elite receiver that fits nicely with Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. That's what smart teams do. Mm-hmm. That's also why you hoard draft capital because then you can do things like that. Brilliant. 
the smart get smarter and the dumb get dumber. It's that's the greatest Colin Cowherd line ever. Yep. Think about what the Philadelphia Eagles have done now, though. The Philadelphia Eagles started out this process with three first-round draft picks in this draft. They used one of those to ship to New Orleans to get draft capital for next year, which they will probably use to try to upgrade and get a better quarterback next year. And and if they don't, then you've got two picks in a really good draft. Exactly. Uh, The other of those picks went to Jordan Davis, who was the best defensive tackle in this draft, and it wasn't even close. And then, you, do you disagree with that? Mm, the It's not even close. Okay. I like Jordan Davis, don't get me wrong. I, I, I really like the fit with him and Fletcher Cox. Mm-hmm. I'm higher on Travis Jones than most. And then they use the other draft pick to go and get A.J. Brown. Somebody that, that you were not going to find a wide receiver at the top of this draft that's even close to what A.J. Brown is. No receiver in this draft is even in his class. Right. And, and that's coming from a team that we took one, and I was overjoyed by it. Mm-hmm. But Tennessee didn't want to pay A.J. Brown, and so at least they got something out of it, right? Well, I think they're adhering to the Jeremy strategy. Are you going to win a Super Bowl under zero circumstances? Mm-hmm. There is no shot. To me, that's the only so way. So tap. Yeah, that's the, to me, that's the only way I would have kept A.J. Brown. And I, I thought I had a shot this year. You said that. I, I don't necessarily – to me, this is even a little drastic, but what it signals to me is all this talk about Desmond Ritter, there's probably smoke there. Mm-hmm. I won't be shocked if Tennessee uses a pick early tonight on Desmond Ritter. And you see the the evolution. They think Desmond Ritter can be very similar to the same quarterback that Ryan Tannehill is for drastically cheaper. Mm-hmm. We'll use the savings on the quarterback to build the team out. We know Indianapolis has Matt Ryan for two years. As soon as Matt Ryan's gone, I think the Houston Texans basically threw a big flare up in the sky that said, hey, until this brain trust is gone, you, there's 31 teams in the NFL. Yeah. So all we have to do is be better than Jacksonville and get past an Indianapolis team that I don't know what they're going to do with Matt Ryan. I actually think it's really smart. Now, if I was a Titans fan, I don't know how I'd feel about it today. I'd be ticked off. I I don't know that I would. would And maybe it's because my team's been bad forever. Right. I can respect a team having some self-awareness and looking at it going, last year we gave our best shot at it. Now we have to build for when we can be competitive again. Look, right now the AFC looks so daunting that it's going to be like coming out of the Hunger Games. Mm -hmm. Two years from now, it's going to look drastically different. But all Tennessee Titans fans, I feel, we're not all Tennessee Titans fans, but I would say the average Tennessee Titans fan is looking at what happened last year and going, we were the number one team. We were the number one team in the AFC playoffs. You're the number one seed. I don't think anybody thinks they were the number one team in the AFC. (laughs) But that's how fans equate things though that's you know not not so smart fans like the the sharps the ones who are not the sharp fans they go we were the number one team in the afc what are we doing well to Why me are th- we- this is th- this is just a signal of you think the model's broken mm-hmm. and to me th- there's nothing wrong with that there are teams that circle the drain for years and they just stay in this unbelievably weird we go seven and ten, eight and nine, nine and eight, ten and seven. Range. You know you're not a threat to anybody. You know you're not up there with the high side. So why do you not tap out on this? Mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill's 34 years old. He's not getting any better. He's just not. Right. Uh, you are where you are. You can get out of that deal in a year. You draft the quarterback. I think you sit Ritter behind Ryan Tannehill, and you give up AJ Brown. 
You got high-end capital for A.J. Brown. You replaced him with a guy that I really like in Traylon Burks. By the way, you, you remember that thing I said about where Traylon Burks is going to go higher than people seem to think? Yep. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. And that opened it up. Now, this this narrative that, well, they're the same guy. No. No. Uh-uh. They're, they're not. Traylon Burks and A.J. Brown, not the same guys. That no. Uh, I mean, Traylon Burks is the wish version of A.J. Brown. And, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. You're paying the wish price. Mm-hmm. And, and I get it. There were a lot of teams last night that made my head hurt. I'm reasonably sure I ruptured a blood vessel in my head uh, talking about the Houston Texans. <laughs> but the Titans weren't one of them. Yeah. If you lowballed him, that's going to be a problem for a year or two mm-hmm. because agents are going to remember that. And if you, there, there's, I don't really believe that there's. But what, what's that old line that there's the tr- there's your side, his side, and uh, the exactly. truth in the middle? That's what I was getting ready to say. Is it just? I, I doubt it's just the money. There has been reports of friction in the relationship between the team and AJ Brown before all of this. He wants a trade. He wants out. All of this stuff. Well, a trade wasn't there. We didn't, or we didn't find a trade partner. Or maybe we weren't looking because we really didn't think you wanted out of town. It was just a play for more money. We're not going to give you more money, so we're not willing to pay you. And what? I, I'm going to find a trade to get you out of town. Well, you know, you get to a certain point where you have to acknowledge where you're at, and I think Tennessee has done that. You got good capital for him. I see uh, Joshua Snyder in our comments said, I think Traylon's going to be a bust. Mm -hmm. I I don't. I I like him a lot. And I just look at Tennessee and go, okay. You're now a ninth best team in the AFC. So you're not going to be terribly bad. You're never going to be one of the six worst teams in the league. So you have to rectify the quarterback problem. Mm -hmm. With A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown with Desmond Ritter to me is, it's like having a Maserati to go to the grocery store. Right. Now, Traylon Burks, on the other hand, that I get. That's at least a plan. And that's what I what I take away from a lot of things that, that teams do in the draft. I want you to have a plan. The New York Giants last night had a plan. The Baltimore Ravens always have a plan. For the first time ever, and it feels so weird to say these words in this order, the New York Jets had a plan. <laughs> Uh, again, we don't have sound effects today. So Tyler Cunningham, I'm your Huckleberry. The, uh, the saints made me very happy last night, even though I wanted Jameson Williams. I'm also really glad your jets have an amazing defense now. Oh, it feels so good. That was like the nurturing <laughs> hug of a loved one. It just, because we, we do, we have a very good young defense. now. Right. Right. Uh, now we have a corner that we may have to point in the direction of stages. He Why? did not seem to know where the stage was. Did you not see that? He got lost. Well, that this labyrinth that led to the stage, Sauce Gardner took off. He was so excited to get drafted. He didn't know where he was going. Well, of course. The backstage looked like it was the halftime show from the weekend. Oh, well, look, Vegas did a great job. Of course they did. I mean, just based off the first night and everything I've heard from out there, Vegas did a great job. Vegas was a big winner of last night. And who didn't know? Who didn't know they were going to? Well, there there was, I had a little bit of a fear that Vegas would try to go too over the top, mm-hmm. and it would be too Vegas. No, and the ones I know that are out there, it's been an A1 put-together production. Look, the NFL treated Vegas like it was a city that didn't exist for 50 years. Mm-hmm. So to have the draft in Vegas was a huge step anyway. 
and then have it go this well also a good a good step so they were a winner for me yep uh and in the next segment we'll talk winners and and losers of last night and and i love draftmas draftmas is here we have night two of draftmas coming up on the youtube stream don't forget to subscribe to the channel so you can join us in the chat all night tonight we will cover all 262 picks we've already got 32 of them out of the way tonight rounds two and three you're in the sportsocracy here on espn Asheville. Did you know Select Ingalls Markets now offer curbside service? Shopping has never been easier with all the quality and service you expect from Ingalls. Visit ingalls-markets.com to find a store near you and start shopping. Rogue Combat Club, Asheville's home for comprehensive martial arts training, has a goal for our community, one that's stronger, more fit, and unwavers in its support of one another. Rogue Combat Club's instructors have competed at the highest levels and offer classes for everyone from young children to adults in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Muay Thai, and wrestling. Rogue Combat Club classes can help you boost your self-confidence and self-defense skills while weeding out the egos and intimidation found at other gyms. Join today at RogueCombatClub.com. Real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I'm Clarissa Marshall with EXP Realty, your native realtor serving all of Western North Carolina. I will work hard for you, and I believe in doing the right thing every time. I market each of my listings to reach out-of-town buyers. I use a professional photographer and drone video on every single listing, as well as collaborate with agents across the country to find your buyer. Check me out online at clarissasellswnc.com or give me a call at 828-774-6343. It would be my pleasure to assist you through the real estate process. The sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville, ninety-two point nine FM, eight eighty AM, and fourteen hundred. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Jeremy Green, and yes, we had a whole lot of fun last night in round one of the NFL draft. Covered live at thesportsocracy.com. Do so again tonight, and of course tomorrow. From noon until 6.30-ish, whenever. And then I'm going to go hibernate like a bear. I am literally going to go die for about a week. Right. We uh, we will be back in here on Monday. We'll be back in on Monday to do the full recap of the weekend and all of that. And then the two of us are going to be taking the rest of the week off, which is going to be some much-needed respite from the busyness that has been the NFL draft winners and losers from last night. Yes, Jeremy, go ahead. Your Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> Your Jets were winners last night as they picked up three guys that they wanted in the top ten. And they didn't have to use three top ten picks to get no, them. No, it was uh, – uh, you almost got to see me cry on camera. It it came very close to happening. Sauce Gardner, the best cornerback uh, in this draft, went at number four overall to the Jets. Then at number 10, you got Garrett Wilson, who he was what, top two wide receiver in mm-hmm. his class? Top three. No, he was Jameson Williams at him. Yeah. I mean, I had Drake London up there too, but mm-hmm. one, two, three. Yeah. That's fine. 
and that offense he was my favorite and then the guy that jeremy had convinced us was going to go at number four to the jets jermaine johnson the defensive end out of uh out of florida state he fell and, and he I'm kept falling dumbfounded that and he, he fell kept like that. falling and he kept falling and then finally the jets were like hey we need to get back into the first round and so they swung a trade with the tennessee titans to get the 26th pick and there they took jermaine johnson and i think i think he had a baby on camera i think jeremy had a baby oh, on oh i was uh, i mean i was over the moon it was the I'm going to be honest with you. Last night was I've been a Jets fan for 26 years. Last night was my happiest moment as a fan. I have never had a better moment as a fan than I did last night. I mean, you got to understand for me, this is what I do. The draft is my wheelhouse. And my team has done it worse than practically any team in the NFL. And last night we got it right. I think we got it right. I think the Giants got it right. And a few other teams were, were right up there with them. Well, it, it was a great night for the Jets. I said, uh, like I said, I think the Baltimore Ravens deserve credit for being one of the top winners of this draft as well. Picking up Tyler Linderbaum. Was I mean, and who's fantastic. shocked? Hey, Baltimore did the draft well. Who's shocked? Right. Tyler Linderbaum and Kyle Hamilton, both guys were in your top seven. I mean, it's so funny to me. Year in, year out, you see the same teams are on the winner's list, and there's a variance. This year you have the Jets. This year you have the Giants. But, oh, uh, surprise, surprise, the Ravens were good. Mm -hmm. And you got them at number 14 and number 25. Both top 10 prospects in this class. The Detroit Lions were big winners for me. They were winners for me. I can't say they were big winners. At number two, you got the hometown kid. Who I've I've said I've long said I'm not dead sold on, but he does mm -hmm. fit the culture. I, I get it. Aiden Hutchinson goes number two overall. And then they made the trade to get up from the bottom of the first round up to number twelve to get Jamison Williams, who is the who who to me was the best receiver in the draft minus the acl he would have been no doubt number one well and that see to me that narrative is grossly overrated because that's just not true at least it's not to me mm -hmm. i mean i'm sure there are some people that that do what i do that were there I, I wasn't yeah i had drake london as the number one receiver in this class that has then he became kind of a scheme fit i do like him in atlanta just throwing that out there and it was one two three but he was the best deep threat in this draft he has a very different uh, skill set a lot of people compared him to Tyreek Hill and I don't agree with that mm -hmm. to me he's more of a really high-end version of Deshaun Jackson people forget how good he was at one time right and, and I mean for Detroit that's that's fantastic now I'm curious what you're gonna do at quarterback because Jared Garf is not the one to to do that but you stay in your lane mm -hmm. you build the talent base you've got another pick early tonight Yep. And you just bu keep building talent. That's the, how bad teams become good teams. They've got the 14th pick tonight in the second round. So could that be a quarterback? Absolutely. I, I mean, the quarterbacks the quarterbacks were the big losers of last night. They ain't no doubt. And I had, I had kind of prefaced that that's how I thought this was going to go. Now, if you had told me only one was going to go last night, I would have under no circumstances thought it was Kenny Pickett. No. You would, if that had been a 
prop bet you would have bet your house uh, that it'd now, be Malik Willis? Uh, Gray Ford in our comments did not love my take on the lines. Look, you still got a high grade from me. I'm just saying there were three clear winners to me. Okay. The three clear winners were the Eagles, the Ravens, and the Jets. Mm-hmm. Then there was another tier that you go Giants, Lions. I kind of want to put the Panthers up there, even though they didn't really do much. You had to hit a home run with your pick. And, and then there's a drop off. Right. Those are the high end winners to me. Okay. I don't give A pluses. I had three of them last night. The we'll Jets, do, the Ravens, the Eagles. Yep, we'll do uh, the full draft grades for the first round coming up in the second hour of the program here. Uh, so those 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 are your winners. Now, who are your losers? Um, Bill. Everything Bill attached to Bill Belichick. Bill, but and and I feel I honestly I feel bad for Cole Strange because and, and Cole Sean Strange, McVay's reaction to that was everything you need to know. <laughs> it was so glorious. The Rams, Les Need and Sean McVay were at the podium in L.A. mainly because they didn't have a pick, so they could just hold a press conference and hey, you guys want to talk? We'll do, they did the same thing we did. Hey, you want to live stream the draft? Let's just. So have a couple beers, do some stuff. Mm-hmm. And when the Cole Strange pick came out, he audibly laughed out loud and said, man, we wasted our time thinking he'd be there at 104. He sh- he, he very well should have been. Mm-hmm. And I love this deferential. Todd McShay, in his grade, said, oh, and Bill probably turned him into an all-pro. Uh, Maybe. Who was the last one he did that with? The last guy he turned yeah, into Yeah, it was the last one he turned into. Oh, Joe Dooney. Joe Dooney. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he was gone in in very short order mm-hmm. this narrative that bill's just the super genius uh yeah, okay that's weird how tom makes uh, old tom brady makes a lot of things makes that car move pretty well right bill belichick taking cole strange in the first round was r- ridiculous it, I, it came out of nowhere and it's gr- look it's great pub it's great pub for the Southern Conference and for UT Chattanooga. Look, we landed a guy in the top, you know, in the first round of the NFL draft. Awesome. But it's also being panned universally today. It just shouldn't have happened. Well, I mean, there were all- I mean, take Cole Strange by all means, but in you the took third him, round. Yeah, you took him two full rounds too early. In the third I mean, there were a lot of losers and there's a narrative around the draft that I, it's it's always been a narrative since i've done this mm-hmm. last night was proof positive of it yep uh more losers coming up in just a minute first let's get just a bit outside boy you must be outside your mind the sportsocracy just a bit outside he tried the corner and missed all right this is my favorite uh, little stat nugget of the day jalen brunson jalen brunson has done something that I know we none of us ever thought he would do, right? I mean, he's he had 27.8 points per game in in the uh, Dallas Mavericks first round series and it was the most by a player who committed five or fewer turnovers in a series since turnovers became an official stat in 1978. Do you know who the previous best was, Jeremy Green? It was none other then Larry Bird, 27.2 points per game in the 1986 Eastern Semifinals. Jalen Brunson and Larry Bird are in NBA history together now. And that, my friends, is completely outside the box. I never would have thought it. 
I love Jalen Brunson in college, but I didn't think he'd ever come into the NBA and make an impact like he has made in that first round series. Uh, their their series in round two is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the good thing for me is this timed out nicely. I didn't really have to pay that close of attention to the first round because it was largely irrelevant. And the second round is going to kick off right after the draft is over. Thank you for that, right, NBA. Right. Waiting to play a game that really mattered until I could focus on it. That was very nice of you. Uh, I'm going to put this in the category of I told you so, number 642. Miami Hurricanes guard Isaiah Wong will enter the transfer portal on Friday if his NIL deal compensation isn't increased. His NIL agent, Adam Pappas, said on Friday. This is one of those things that I feel like it was so, how did you not see this coming, that it's it's, it's almost redundant to keep saying it. You have officially gotten to free agency in college athletics. Florida is behind the t- and now I can say this I'm a I'm a fan of a college in Florida. The school cannot do anything. There is a law in the state of Florida that they can do nothing to bump up NIL deals. Mm-hmm. Now Miami has done something because they have brought along a lot of high-end NIL compensated athletes. But th- this is lunacy. I mean, it, this has officially gotten to the, is anybody, anybody out there listening? Or are you just going to let all of college athletics burn? Mark Emmert looked no, at it and went, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. You are going to be sued at every turn if you try. That's, that's what that was all about. When Mark Emmert stepped back and said, well, we're just, you know, we're, we're just, we're just going to let the schools do this. It's because he knew if they tried to put any barriers on it, it was going to create another lawsuit because they lost in the Supreme Court. Well, you had to put parameters on it, which is what I said from the get-go. Right. And nobody wanted to listen. So enjoy this. Enjoy the husk of what used to be college sports. Mm -hmm. Well, now it's... You can have that because it's close to baseball for me. Really? Uh, Speaking of which, breaking news. Oh, breaking news. I love breaking news on a Friday. You're not... Who's going to break the news? baseball's had a problem for i feel like this story's been going on now for a year with trevor bauer mm-hmm. oh they've handed down their ruling they've suspended him how long do you think they've suspended him for now i need you to understand he is accused of sexual assault i think that's what yep. that, that yeah that's what the case was about yeah uh accused mm-hmm. that is very important not a lawyer not a cop mm-hmm. he is accused of sexual assault what so, do you think the suspension is? So Major League Baseball has suspended him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say they have suspended him for one calendar year. You're too short. Are you kidding me? It's 324 games. He can come back in 2024. No way. Mm-hmm. For being Just accused. Broke. Just broke 10 minutes ago. Wow. 324 games. Unreal. That again, that's one of those that I went. Uh, it's baseball, so it's going to be stupid. But I'm going to go stupid high. And mm-hmm. son of a gun, he so has already years. said he will be appealing this. His lawyers are already involved. Oh no doubt. Uh, and that will be the depth of what we get into that. Just so that's uh, that's two seasons, and then some. Yeah, it's two seasons and then some. Baseball. He can come back in. I think it's. I think that story I just read said June of 2024. Mm-mm-mm. Wrong. Absolutely wrong. 
let the legal system do its thing. Mm -hmm. There's not even charges in this story. Now, if he did it, you know, now it just completely changes the narrative. I just don't understand why it comes out now. I don't either. The losers of the first round of the 2022 NFL draft. You said it earlier, the quarterbacks, obviously. There was only one quarterback that went in the draft or in the first round of the draft, and it was Kenny Pickett to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, loser, by the way. Pittsburgh, loser. I okay, get you had the that. emotional moment last night, but... Hey, all right, so explain you, that. Oh, okay. I, I've heard a lot of Pittsburgh is this huge loser. Yeah. Explain that. Uh, I don't believe Kenny Pickett's going to be a good NFL quarterback. Neither do I. Uh, I, you know, I don't... You could have done so many other things with Such that as. number 20 pick. Such as? Taking anyone other than Kenny Pickett. Well, that's that. That's a very that's... six-year-old way of going about this. I just don't like what you did. I well, what should you? Do? I don't know anything else. I want chicken nuggies and French fries. Right. I I just I keep hearing this narrative of Pittsburgh blew this so much because mm-hmm. and and I, I I'm thinking it's because they didn't take Malik Willis. Let me tell you what I've told you for about as long as I can remember. This narrative on Malik Willis. That's what you think. Mm-hmm. People like me, we do not see that. There is a lot of year away from being a year away, and maybe two years from now, the athleticism will be enough to get him over the hump. Right. I've heard comparisons to Russell Wilson. All of those are insane. They are insane. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson played in one of the most pro-style offenses at the time. It's different now. Yep. At Wisconsin that you could have played in. Malik Willis played in a it literally in an offense at Liberty that makes high school offense look complex. That's what Hugh Freeze does. I, I don't get what they were supposed to do. Everybody universally wanted him to take a quarterback. Kenny Pickett's the most ready to play. Kenny Pickett's going to start for them week one. Really? Yes. Okay. I have zero doubt of that. Okay. Because that's what they were after. Because we were looking at this wrong. We were looking at they signed Mitch Trubisky to be the starter. Mm-hmm. No, they signed Mitch Trubisky to be the bridge. Bridge doesn't always start. Tyrod Taylor was almost not the starter in Cleveland with Baker Mayfield. It lasted for four weeks. Right. And Pittsburgh thinks the weapons and the team around them is good enough to take Kenny Pickett and prop him up. And look, and maybe it is. Maybe maybe it is. Mike Tomlin and and company, they are obviously way better at this than I am because they're doing it and I'm doing this. But I look at Pittsburgh today and go, you would have been far better off if you had just taken Tyler Landerbaum. I mean, that's that's the one that I kept looking at going, those are the two teams that we had to them, were Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. That Tyler Landerbaum is a great prospect, and one of these teams is going to snatch him up. And guess what? Uh, your your division rival just did. Mm-hmm. And you had, it was great. You had the emotional moment of Kenny Pickett, you know, crying on camera and all Nobody of that. Nobody cares about the emotional moment. Uh, it was That, it, that, it was that great. will be in sweet little montages. Now, I will say, Kenny Pickett's fiance's look on her face when Detroit traded up, hilarious. That will not live in the same lore as Russell Wilson's girlfriend. <laughs> that like, We're not quite to that right, point because right. that gets brought up on day two of every draft. Of course. I just don't see it as the big, just, huge, epic fail that everybody else did. Mm-hmm. You got him at 20. Mm-hmm. There's very little risk here. 
And here's what I've yet to hear anybody say. When do you think that Pittsburgh is going to get the shot to take the number one quarterback in a class ever again? That's a good point. You got your choice of whatever quarterback you wanted. Mm -hmm. And to me, the now look, did I have Kenny Pickett as the number one quarterback in this class? No, no. I did not. But you didn't reach. You didn't trade up. You sat right where you were and you took your guy. And Pittsburgh is never going to have the shot to do that again. Or at least not in the next five years. Maybe So not. you went and got your guy that you believe in. Mm -hmm. To me, that's not a loser. Yeah. That's not a loser. Yeah. I, I, I disagree. Uh, I, I mean, in the in the EJ Manuel draft, when was that, 2014? Mm -hmm. Okay, th th that team got to take the best quarterback on the draft. Do you not consider that was a loser move? It ended up being... I, I liked EJ Manuel coming in. Okay. And there's more that happened with EJ. That's a much more... Sure. People always go to that and go, oh, they should have seen that. Uh, there were teams ahead of them that liked him and plenty of them behind him. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel that Kenny Pickett's probably going to be the same way. Maybe. There were probably a bunch of teams in that 20 to 32 range that were going to be on Pickett. And I look at it and go, is there a better scenario where he could be in a position to succeed than Pittsburgh? Was there any team that could have taken him? He would be in a better spot to be good. The answer's no. no. The answer's no. You have two high-level receivers on this team, and you draft really well, and you have a good uh, running back you took in round one. Mm -hmm. The line's getting better, and the defense is good. And I didn't even mention Pat Fryermuth. Right. I don't see that as a loser. Taking your guy is not a loser. That's one thing. You can not like the pick all you want to. Losers, to me, come into value. Kenny Pick is not a bad value at 20. Cole Strange was a terrible value at 29. Oh, no doubt. Kenyon Green was a cataclysmic value at 15. I'm not saying they're bigger losers than anybody else. I'm just saying, to me, that was that was a loser of a pick last night. Yes, Bill Belichick, New England Patriots, y'all lost. You uh, lost. I wanna, our resident uh, New England Patriots fan, our candidate, armchair commentary, mm -hmm. uh, I'm your Huckleberry. We have no sound effects today. Uh, since the studio is still set up on the other side of the building. Uh, take Strange in the second round, fine. But I do not understand how we have no linebackers. We passed on many to draft uh, a, a guard that would have been there. I'm going full Brian Haynes. I get it. Mm -hmm. I, I get it. Mm -hmm. I 100% get it. That's the one that I looked at and went, I, you, I don't think you understand how this process works. And Bill does this year after year after year. Mm -hmm. And now his disciple, Nick Casario, is doing this year after year after year. The Kenyon Green pick at 15. Disaster. Was Disaster. ridiculous. You could have got him with your first with your If they had taken pick. him, oh, I think they pick at 37. Something like that. They're the fifth pick tonight. Let me check. I would have given that a C-. minus. I don't think that's a, a a biggest need for you. I don't think he's the best player on the board. I would have hammered that at 37. Mm -hmm. At 15, I think it took weeks off my life. Of it, it, It's so mind-boggling to me that what are you seeing? Look, I watch a ton of tape. I'm not telling you I watch more than anybody else. I, I've done this for a minute, and, and I'm okay at it. That doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to level with you. I do not remember the last pick that I that I felt that way about that worked out. I can't name one off the top of my head. I know we have a lot of people in our YouTube comments that are big draft people. If you can think of one, feel free to chuck it out there. 
I can't think of one. I can, I, I've been trying to think of one all day where I was, what are you doing? And it worked out. Right. It's one thing in day two. I don't love it in day two, but it's one thing. Day mm-hmm. three, that's a free-for-all. There's nothing you can do that I'm just going to lose my mind about. And I might make jokes about it because, well, I'm a joke maker. Right. But, I mean, the first round, it, it's just dumbfounding to me. Were there any other losers of the first round to you? I didn't love Minnesota. I, I, I didn't love Minnesota at all. Not only did you trade down from a spot where allegedly your guy was there, mm-hmm. or one of your guys was there, but you also trade in the division and you prop up a team in your own division. Mm-hmm. That makes zero sense to me. They accrued some draft capital from it, obviously. In the spot I want to be in. I mean, they got 32 and 34. Yep. The thing I don't understand is then you took Lewis Sin. You're switching to a 3-4. You need pieces that make that work, and so you take another safety. Now, I'll give you credit. You're going to have the meanest sec- safety set in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And that and a dollar might get you a Coca-Cola. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's that's how they're choosing to build the team. I, I you know, I didn't, I can't knock the pick because I love Lewis Sin. But yeah, it is very weird to see you trade with a with a division rival. I don't consider that a loser move. It's just weird. I'd say that's more of a head scratcher to me. Well, I just don't love it. Uh, I I don't love it. I don't ever love with t- trading with a team in your own division. Mm-hmm. I-, I feel like that goes to reason. Uh, Sloan Jordan asked in the comments, uh, if the Vikings take Andrew Booth, does it make more sense? Slightly. They, I mean, trust me, they can make that make sense. Now, if Jamison Williams turns into the player that I think he's going to, I do believe you're going to regret that you housed the pick that he turned into. Especially if Detroit is able to uh, to get a quarterback either this year in this draft maybe they find a diamond in the rough maybe they're the team that's going to take sam howell at some point or they're going to be bad enough to get one of the big quarterbacks next year and, and, and you I got w- cj stroud coming in to throw to uh amon st brown jameson williams and maybe dj shark if you decide to and pay Hawkinson. him again oh yeah with deandre swift and, and jamal exactly. williams i mean if you look at the lions look at how this started and look where they're at now and i'm sure somebody will go ah you know it's detroit mm-hmm. i mean the the talent level in detroit has multiplied quite aggressively in the last two years right fried baloney in our comments said jeremy said pig it was a fourth rounder you did sure did and i believe that there are certain teams that i just kind of defer to and go you know your things better than i do mm-hmm. it's like the new orleans saints i didn't love that they traded up for chris Olave. i think he would have been there at 16 you kind of have a track record of you've done this particularly well and you've had some head scratcher moves that in large part wind up being pretty good mm-hmm. and I, it's not that i don't like chris Olave. it's just a, i think you could have sat where you were right um i would say arizona cardinals arizona cardinals, arizona are cardinals have to be a loser I mean, you give up a first-round draft pick and a fourth-rounder for Marquise Well, no, they got Brown? the fourth-rounder. They got – Oh, that's right. The, they got 100 back yeah, from yeah. Baltimore. And, and for me, it's not even that. Marquise Brown is probably better than any player they were going to take there. It comes into cost control. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pay Hollywood Brown $20-plus million a year. I don't, and neither did Baltimore. And Lamar Jackson's mad. Uh, give it a minute. 
just uh, let's talk to Lamar on Sunday. Yeah. And just let Baltimore do what Baltimore does, and I think Lamar will be just fine. Because they have a bajillion picks. Yeah, they have six fourth-rounders. Uh-huh. The fourth round of this draft is sponsored by the Baltimore Ravens. Or is it? Or is or are they just going to oh, use no. all of those to move up tonight? Oh, no, they're 100% going to use those to move up tonight, which mm-hmm. is what good teams do. Right. I got- I, I, what, at what pick did I, last night did I start saying, uh, Jets, your guy is falling. Go catch him and bring him into your arms and love him and squeeze him and call him yours. Was it, was it like 21? Was it, uh, no, I it was think earlier it, than that. I thought it was after the Kenny uh, Pickett. It was thing. after Baltimore. Because I, I had a fear Baltimore was going to take him and just go, ah, we'll figure it out. Let me be honest with you. My timeline from last night's a little Yeah, I did. That's, that's what happens when the uh, the the old vodka takes over. I started uh, I started two timelines, in fact. Uh, yeah, Still not sure if multiverse. I'm on the alternate path or if I'm on the uh, actual path everybody else is on. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. We'll be right back. At Ingalls, we know firsthand that building a dream isn't easy. That's why we help small businesses discover the right ingredients for success. We mentor them in development, design, and distribution, making sure their hard work makes it into our stores and our communities, delivering the best local products and hopefully a few dreams along the way. Ingalls, your neighbor for over 50 years. Hey guys, I'm Ziggy, your local Philly girl, owner of Ziggy's Bakery and Deli. I created a traditional northern deli with only the most authentic cheesesteaks outside of Philadelphia, served with provolone, white American, or cheese whiz. Our other classic deli sandwiches are made with the best quality meats and cheeses available sliced by the pound. Join us for breakfast for house-made bagels with our custom cream cheeses. Or for something heartier, try a pork roll egg and cheese or house-cured lox. Ziggy's Bakery and Deli in the corner of Asheville Com. 1550 Hendersonville Road, open 8 to 3, Tuesday through Saturday. The Sportsocracy. The ceiling is the roof. Let's make it happen. Let's keep moving forward. Yeah, there were there were winners and losers in last night's first round of the NBA or the NFL draft, excuse me. Um the Carolina Panthers. Number six overall, you guys, you did the right thing. And I think universally everyone is happy about it. Of, we didn't we didn't make the dumb move. We didn't go get a quarterback. Obviously, you saw what the league believes of this quarterback class after last night's first round. Only one of them going in the first round, Kenny Pickett, number 20 overall to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you didn't look stupid. You took the no, best I, player on the board. Well, I, I mean, the the thing about the quarterbacks in this class is nobody wants to tie their future to them. If you take a guy in the second round, there is a lot more we can move off of him than you get stuck with a Daniel Jones. Yep. Now, the thing about Kenny Pickett, that do I evaluate him as a high-level player in this league? No. I also thought he was pretty safe of – I I pretty well feel like I know what he's going to be. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to look dumb doing it. Malik Willis could have been a disaster. And I feel that way about Desmond Ritter. I feel that way about Matt Corral. I don't think Sam Howell could be a disaster, but it seems that the entire scouting industry thinks I'm wrong on him. So. Right. He is the one that uh, has been downplayed this entire process. And 
I was hoping we were going to get the we, we were going to get some confirmation on our Sam Howe love last night. Maybe we will tonight. We'll just have to wait and see. And we'll be covering every pick live uh, on the YouTube stream. Uh, so, what are the betting odds, though? What 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 says Vegas about? team's odds next year there are a couple of things that i want to touch on with the odds uh first of all set the odds in the in the nfc north the odds in mm-hmm. the nfc north this dumbfounded me i i had pulled this before and then i realized that i didn't look at this and armchair put it in our comments uh the green bay packers would be the favorite mm-hmm. at plus no minus 150 200 okay Minus 200, then it'd be plus 200 for Minnesota. Plus 275 for Minnesota, plus 800 for Chicago. Detroit's down to plus 1,200. Okay. That tells you Vegas likes them better. They're still one of the far eight, away. Right? They're still one of the eight worst teams in the league. Yeah. But that's a drastic jump from where it was. I think they were plus 2,500 mm-hmm. when the odds came Just out. Just to win the division. Just to win the division. That's. I also look at the Jaguars at plus six hundred and go. Uh, somebody's going to put money on that. Somebody somewhere is looking at a hundred doubloons, going, "I want to set that on fire." Right. And I'm going to do it with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. I'll tell you one that blows my mind. The AFC North. There is no clear favorite. The Browns and the Ravens are tied at plus 200. Mm-hmm. The Bengals are plus 225, and the Steelers are down at plus 750. The Steelers are in the same range as the New York Giants to win the NFC East. Yep. That's insanity to me. It's look, I understand the division's better. That's what I was That's thinking. the one where I look at it and go, Vegas could lose a boo of money on that. I mean, they could. You don't. You don't looked, ever put it past Pittsburgh to do something crazy. Point. Yeah, that's my point. I could never set a number that high. Right. The one that I'm just d- drunk on: <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles to win the NFC East. I now fully believe they're the favorite. By the way, plus one seventy-five. You're too low. It's plus two twenty-five. Oh. And to me, that's the best bet in football right now. Okay. You're can... catching over two to one odds on the team that I think is the best team in that division. Right. I could very well see the Cowboys are close, mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't love what they did last night. And I feel like that team's gotten worse and Philadelphia has gotten markedly better. Yeah. Good value. Just saying. All right. You are in the sportsocracy here on ESPN Asheville. Second hour coming on the way. We will do all the grades for the picks in the first round of the draft plus preview night two. Right after this on ESPN Asheville. He's a degenerate gambler. You are a smelly pirate hooker. And he's cheaper than oxygen. He's useless. But somehow, they make it work. Jeremy Green. Tank Spencer. There's no holding back in the sportsocracy. Presented by Ingalls Supermarkets. It is ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400, the sportsocracy. With me, Tank Spencer, and him, Jeremy Green, at ESPN Draft Nerd. You can see us everywhere on YouTube. Hear us everywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. We always come to you live from the Ingalls Studio, Ingalls Supermarkets. Low prices, love the savings. It is time for the Flostradamus Draft Grades. 
for the first round of the NFL draft. So let's jump into it here. Number one overall pick. It was, as we expected, as you first told us, Jeremy Green. If you, I mean, if you went to betus.com, <laughs> you got the plus 2200 on uh, Trayvon Walker. You know, you can give your thanks by, you know, throwing a couple shekels in the uh, the old super chat there. No, oh, there you go. All I right. had somebody tell me they put a hundred bucks on that. Wow. I was like, well, so did I. So, I seriously uh, thought about it because you were so convinced that it was going to happen and it was such good odds that I went, oh man, maybe I should do that. And then I went, oh yeah, I'm cheap. Well, I'm here's, the, do well here's the thing. <laughs> I, I will tell you this. The way sources work, the the further into this I'm getting, look, I'm very new into the radio thing. I just got into this a few years ago. So the draft is where I've known people for a long time. Mm -hmm. And sources are a lot like your friends. You know, you got that one friend that their seal of approval, if they say a movie's good, you go watch the movie. If they say a restaurant's good, you take a date there. And then you have those friends that you're like, ah, you know, he said he met this girl, but I've never seen this girl, and she goes to another school. I, I don't know that I believe anything you just said to me. That came from my A1, number one, everything that comes out of the man's mouth, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I just stayed dead in the wool on it. It made sense. And now, great for Trayvon. Look, I, I, don't, lo- I don't love it. I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I don't love it. But then I look at it and go with Jacksonville. What would I love? What would I have loved? Would I have loved Evan Neal more than Cam Robinson? Would I have loved Ike McQuano? Yeah, I, I guess mm-hmm. e- everything they did was going to be. Is that really the guy you're taking at one? And so I mean, Trevon's got the highest upside. I gave it a C plus. Okay. And that's a C-plus that you didn't study for the test and you were really at a great disadvantage before the paper even hit the desk. Yeah. Uh, I feel like with his with his possible upside, I can't go any more than a, uh, a, a B, any lower than a B-minus on the Trayvon Walker pick. But you know me, I, cr- I grade everything on the curve. Oh, yeah. You uh, were the professor that everybody <laughs> wanted to take your class. No doubt. Show up, I'll give you a C. Uh, with the number two pick in the draft, it was Aiden Hutchinson going to the Detroit Lions. It's a this, perfect fit. This was never going to be anything other than what it is. It's a solid B. Yeah. I think Aiden Hutchinson's a solid B because I think he's that's what he's going to be as a player in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a solid B. Mm-hmm. I don't see superstar on him, but he fits the culture. He fits the narrative. And Brad Holmes, just doing what Brad Holmes does, he's accumulating talent. I'm telling you, this is something I'm going to do tonight. I'm going to show the starting 22 of the Detroit Lions two years ago and show it to you now. Nice. It is unbelievable how much better this team is today than they were two years ago. Leaps and bounds. And it's it's leaps and bounds, but it's also – bit by slow bit. and steady right. it's also bit by bit uh Derek stingley jr at number three to the houston texans that cropped up late in the week last week and i like it i went b minus i think you took the second you took you took the higher upside if you told me one of these corners turned into top three best in the nfl i'd go stingley mm-hmm. if you told me one of these guys wasn't in the league four years from now i'd also go Derek stingley yep the history of corners in the top five tells me that one of these two guys is not going to work out. Law of averages. Mm-hmm. And I feel much better about the next pick than I did about this one. I kept trying I, to... But you also got to remember, this plays to the organization, too. Right now, 
I trust knowing things about the Clintons, gas station sushi, uh, tap water in Tijuana, right? your taste in movies. I trust all of that more than I trust the Houston Texans right now. Right. Um, it, was a, it was an A for me. Uh, it was a low A, though. It'd be like a, a 93 a. on the school. Oh, it, was the a, it was a low A. Yeah. Uh, Ahmad Gardner. Sauce Gardner goes to your New York Jets at number four. I tried to I, I tried to get you to to buy into that. Well, I'll be honest with you. This told me Joe Douglas made this pick. Yep. And he looked at Robert Sala and went, you trust me? You'll like this. This is an A-plus for me. It's, it's not an A-plus for me. It's not an A-plus for me. It's an A-minus for me. He's a great player. It, corner in the top five. I do have to put that out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I said, there's a huge discrepancy between one, two, and three at corner. So, I mean, I really like this pick. I'll be honest with you. This is the lowest graded of the three Jets picks for me. And I love it. It's just I grade much more harshly than most. Kayvon Thibodeau at number five to the New York Giants. For me, that was B+. Okay. The character issues scare me. The character issues in New York scare me drastically more. This is one that I actually graded lower than you. But, you know, look, I, I look at what Buffalo did. And you can glean a lot f- from a front office in their first draft. If you remember when when Detroit had their first one, I went, look, this team is not going to be drastically better next year. But I like everything they did. And five years from now, we're going to look back and go, yeah, that went pretty well. Yeah, Kayvon can be That's awesome. where I'm at with, with, with uh, Shane and Daybowl and this entire brain trust. Mm-hmm. I think we will look back and go, you got a star pass rusher and you got your left tackle for the future in the same draft Mm -hmm. and are either one of them going to be i mean are are we talking jonathan ogden and von miller here no probably not but those guys weren't really in this draft you 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 knew what the assignment was and you did it in droves so i I gave this one a b plus yeah this is a b minus for me i don't want attitude issues going to big cities it's it's just a thing i can't get over in my own head number six it was an A+. Plus. Carolina Panthers knocked it out of the park. You got the best offensive lineman in the draft at six. And I can't give this an A+. Plus. I, you know, And I'm not trying to slight Panthers fans. Mm-hmm. This is very, very good. He's also the most likely of the high-end tackles to end up not playing tackle. And that's what you needed. You needed the left tackle. Look, I love the kid. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I had him at two. Mm-hmm. So this was a, a home run selection for me. I just hope Panthers fans are going into this going, all right, this year is not going to go well. Okay, I, and I'm not being spicy there, and I'm not trying to be a jerk to your team. This year's not going to go your way. Mm-hmm. The hope is behind this much improved offensive line that you'll see, is there something in Darnold? Or are we going to be one of those teams chasing the C.J. Strouds, Bryce Youngs next year? And you'll have a year here to see, is Ikem our franchise left tackle, or is he the piece that we're building this offense around because he's just the road grader and we can maybe not have the superstar Pat Mahomes quarterback and we'll be more of a power team. I just feel like this set your your franchise in a trajectory of 10 possible outcomes, six of them end in the same spot. And look, I love Ikem. And I love this pick. For me, it's an A. But I can't give it an A-plus because I don't know that he's going to be a left tackle. Yeah. Uh, Evan Neal, number seven overall to the New York Giants. Had I not seen him 
I would probably have have been less nice with this grade. Mm-hmm. It's an A. Yeah, he looked unbelievably good. He did. He I did. don't know if he's been doing PhD weight loss. <laughs> I don't know what in the world, the body, just the makeup. He looked like a different person. And I'm gonna be honest with you, that was the only the only negative I had on him was weight. And so if he's going to look like – if that's how he's going to be built in the NFL, he looked about three – he looked l- less than 330, which was the lowest I think we had ever seen him. I, it's an A. Yeah. I, I just think he's he's going to be good in this league. Yep. Well, since you brought it up, uh, w- w- let's talk about it for just a second because an A-plus grade is what I give – the PhD weight loss program for helping me lose more than 62 pounds in 21 weeks. I am so excited about the next step in my life. I've never been the guy who is ever considered to be in the realm of being a healthy guy. And now I'm down to 230 some pounds, like on the low 230s, getting ready to break into that 220 something mark. And I'm actually going to, I'm starting to put myself to the test. I'm going to go do the chamber challenge next week. Do the 5k. Uh, This is, this week has shown me a a new trait of the PhD plan, energy. I have always gotten energy from energy drinks. I even put it in the, the comments. How many would I have this week? It's not nearly as many as you think. And it's because the food in the Planet PhD has given me an infusion of energy. I'm sleeping better, and I feel drastically better. I will feel better at the end of this draft this week than I have in years. PhD Weight Loss has the best support program out there for you, and uh, they are waiting to help you on your path to a healthier you. Go to myphdweightloss.com, and big news this week, this is now PhD Weight Loss, the official weight loss program of the Clemson Tigers and their fans. No Clemson Tigers drafted in the in, in in the first round of the draft. However, there will they will have one come off in the first two picks of the for, of the second round. Andrew it'll be Booth. early. I don't know that it'll be that early. Yeah, Andrew Booth will come off uh, to one of the first couple of teams in the second round. Uh, your grade for the Atlanta Falcons at number eight. They got Drake London. It was a bit of a curveball. Mm. Uh, it made Drake two hundred and thirty some odd thousand dollars. Really? Yeah, Drake put a hundred grand on Drake London to be the first receiver taken, and he posted his betting slip on uh, on Twitter. Earlier. That's awesome. That and you know what? I, I I had to drop it half a letter grade just because you know it benefited Drake in some you way. Hate Drake. I, yeah. oh, oh, his music is an assault on your earlobes. Uh, look, I like Drake London. The the this idea that he's going to struggle to separate in the NFL, I, I just I think that's a fake narrative. He's so big. And the comp that Mel Kuyper had last night, it made me angry that I hadn't thought about that before. It's Vincent Jackson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Vincent Jackson was real good in this league for a long time. And a big-bodied receiver like that on the other end of Kyle Pitts, it's just going to be difficult once this team is built to match up with them because you have two gigantic receivers. I mean, all right, let's say you have that long 6'3", Ahmad Gardner corner. Do you have two of them? Because you're going to need two of them. Right. Uh, so for me, it was, uh, I-, I would go B+. plus. Okay. Charles Cross at number nine. A+. Plus. Yeah. A+. Plus, don't think about it. Seattle Seahawks. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Moving on to number 10, which is also an A+. Plus. Garrett Wilson going to the New York J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. Okay. I'm 
I'm trying not to be a homer. That's my grade. I give it I'm an I'm trying A+. not to be a homer. <laughs> so for me, Garrett Wilson was just an A++++. Plus, plus, plus. <laughs> That's not true. No, he's an A. It's an A for me. I really yeah. like Garrett Wilson. I really like the fit in this offense, and I always have. Mm-hmm. The, the, to me, I liked Garrett Wilson with the Jets better than I did Drake London, who, yes, I did have evaluated higher than him, but that's for all 32 teams. Mm-hmm. In this offense, the things that Garrett Wilson can do, I mean, this just changes everything. I mean, now you look at that receiving court and you go, and I, okay, I got Elijah Moore, I got Garrett Wilson. Both of those guys can beat you over the, do- over the top. Uh, Corey Davis is the possession receiver. You put the money in at tight end with Conklin and Yazama. I have a funny feeling you're going to see a running back go earlier today to the Jets than you think, maybe mm-hmm. at 38. And then I look at the offense and go, that's not bad. Right. Uh, this is this is put Zach Wilson in a in a good position to succeed. Mm-hmm. By the way, you remember that day that I fell for the Makai Becton thing? Yes. Yeah, that didn't last long. Yeah, that, that didn't last long. At number 11, Chris Olave. The New Orleans Saints traded up to get Chris Olave. Was that the right move? I don't think you had to. This grade's going to be lower on the selection than it would be on the player because I actually really like the player. Mm-hmm. I, I just you've got now you've got two receivers that don't necessarily do a lot for you after the catch. They get open nicely. I don't mind the fit in New Orleans. I just don't like to trade it up for him. Now, when I saw what happened at 16, I went, okay, maybe we were in a run, and you figured that out, and, and you had to do it. I yeah. still have to ding you a little bit. For me, Chris Olave is a B-, minus, but it's a B- minus that's much closer to a B. Mm-hmm. I like the player, and you stuck to your board. You did exactly what you were going to do and get a receiver and offensive tackle. Yeah, For me, it was a B+. Plus. I don't like the fact that you traded up and didn't take the best receiver on the board. Because I believe that was Jamison Williams. Chris Olave was my two, though. I liked him better than better than Garrett Wilson. And I know I'm strange in that. And then you had the Detroit Lions going up to 12 from 32, giving up a lot of capital to get up there, but they got their number two receiver. Well, this is going to be their number one receiver. Jamison Williams out of Alabama at 12. What grade do you give it? This is going to get a little cyclical. I really like the player. Currently, you don't have a quarterback that can take advantage of what he does. I think you're going to. Maybe before this day is over. So, I love the player. I love the fact that you convince somebody in your own division to trade with you. That's still just dumbfounding to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like Minnesota's going to look back on that and go, what What were we doing? So, for me, it's a B plus. Would be an A if you had just magically been gifted the 12th pick. Right. And having to go up the capital in in a very they were in a honey hole at thirty two and thirty four, so that was a steeper price than people think. But I, I can't really ding it much. No. I, I love the player. I love the fit. I love I love everything Detroit's done. The Detroit Lions were one of my winners of the first round, as I said earlier in the program. And then, of course, we will get to uh, one of the other winners of the first round in the Philadelphia Eagles coming up next with their with their 13th pick. They took my guy out of Georgia, Jordan Davis. We'll find out what Flostradamus feels about it up next. If cleanliness is next to godliness, look around the car right now. 
Is that very godly? Look, life comes at you fast, but so does WNC Auto Detailing. They have the tools to make your interior look like it's coming off the showroom floor. You don't believe me? Check them out on Instagram. All that filth and years of stains disappear. WNC Auto Detailing does full interior and exterior details with paint correction, and they do wax and ceramic coatings. Call WNC Auto Detailing at 455-3700. Premium care with a Southern Hospitality Touch. At Ingalls, we know firsthand that building a dream isn't easy. That's why we help small businesses discover the right ingredients for success. We mentor them in development, design, and distribution, making sure their hard work makes it into our stores and our communities, delivering the best local products and hopefully a few dreams along the way. Ingalls, your neighbor for over 50 years. The Sportsocracy. Ice up, son. Ice up. We are the Sportsocracy here in the Angles studio on ESPN Asheville and seen at thesportsocracy.com. Click on that live video link. Subscribe to the channel. You can get into the chat with us tonight for day two of the NFL Draft. We cover every pick live each and every year, and it just gets better and better and better oh last night was so much fun tonight we will be uh the, uh, the expansion team the west virginia ninjas that we talked about last year uh we will be elaborating on that well we already know what your first round pick was going to be it, it, you said we still you- got to pick what pick i would have we're, we're going to put that to oh, the chat okay. and they can tell me what okay. number it is and okay. i have a funny feeling this is gonna be like the royal rumble and i'm gonna pick or it'll be dead last <laughs> Which is fine. I, right. I like this draft, so your, I'm not averse to that. Your your original thought to uh, thought was uh, just slot you in in the middle of the draft. And so if you went at 16, we knew last night you were going to go with Jermaine Johnson. So well, maybe maybe not. Maybe, maybe. not. <laughs> uh, we're grading. Uh, we're Flostradamus uh, grading each and every one of the picks in the first round of the draft. We left off at number 13, Jordan Davis, the big freak. Athlete, athlete at defensive tackle for the Georgia Bulldogs, national champion, by the way, uh, goes to the Philadelphia Eagles as an A+. It's not an A-plus for me because he does – there is a little bit that scares me, but he's still an A-. minus. Mm-hmm. I mean, him next to Fletcher Cox, the interior of that defense is going, to be, is going to be pretty good. Right. And you've had a slew of pass rushers for a long time. Now, I'm curious to see, as these two days unfold, what do you do at linebacker? But, I mean, I liked everything Philly did. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm bigger on what you did with the 18th pick because A.J. Brown's one of my favorite players in this league. But, I mean, the the Howie Roseman thing, it is so funny to me how one in one year, oh, Howie's so stupid. Then he got Indianapolis to actually give up capital for Carson Wentz. Jalen Hurts takes them to the playoffs. Yeah, they got annihilated, but that's got to be better than you thought it was going to be right and now you have managed to maneuver around you got two picks next year i mean this is he has done a master class in drafting yep you got up in front of uh in front of baltimore though that was the team that you were scared was going to take jordan davis before you and i give you credit for that and then at number 14 you know you know what i gave this one the baltimore ravens going with kyle hamilton at 14 uh, it, I mean, that's an A. This is just what Baltimore does. They managed to be there, take the best player on the board. This was the number one player on my board overall, and it's Baltimore being Baltimore. Mm-hmm. You go out there, get your guy, 
And now how he fits, I don't really know. Him and, and Marcus Williams, I'm not sure how that fits together, but I just look at Baltimore and go, you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. At number 15, Kenyon Green goes to the Houston Texans. Uh, d- 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 Gary Busey. Yeah. Nick Nolte, Charlie Sheen, <laughs> d- every dumpster fire that you could possibly say. Right. It's as bad as you could possibly have done. Right. Kenyon Green was a guy that uh, I think everybody had him slotted as a second-round pick. He was universally thought to be a second-round pick. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was a lot of talk of he was the one that had kind of held his value, and yet he was still looked at as a second-round prospect. Just It's just Houston being Houston. Yep. That's, that's, uh, conversely, we said Baltimore, they do smart things. This is what Houston does. Houston does dumb things. Yep. That was the first one. And then at number 16, the Washington Commanders took Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. I'm not as down on this as some others are. I really like the player. I talked about Jahan Dotson through the process of what, what happened. Like He was the one receiver getting no heat. So, I mean, that's going to be the ding. Right. I'm going to go see on Jahan Dotson, but it's really less the player and more the value. Mm-hmm. I think you could have moved down again if you were Washington, and there were plenty of teams calling. Well, we had trades that turned into just an absolute flurry. So you could have moved down, and I think you still could have gotten him later in the first. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you were scared of Green Bay, but, well, they, they don't do that. Yeah. So I gave it a C, and it's really, like I said, it's more the slot than it is the player. Mm-hmm. And then Zion Johnson goes to uh, the Los Angeles Chargers at number 17. And they're a team that doesn't get the credit for being as good at this as they are. But they are phenomenal Mm -hmm. at this. Mm -hmm. And look, I love the player. Anybody that's watched our pre-draft coverage knows that I love the player. And you get to this point. And now I will say I did not know. I, I had forgotten that Matt Filer played tackle. Mm-hmm. So apparently that's their plan is they're going to slide Matt Filer out to right tackle and put Zion Johnson at guard. It's an A. Yeah. It's an A. Home run. Home run. Maybe pick. a little high for him, but in in this draft, I said, if I said it once, I said it a hundred times, go get your guy. Yep. At number 18, the uh, pick that came from the Philadelphia Eagles for A.J. Brown, the Tennessee Titans took Traylon Burks. I like the player. He ain't no A.J. Brown, though. And so you do have to ding them on that. That you gave up A.J. Brown. Yeah, you got a little more draft capital. I think they got a fourth rounder out of that as well. But what do you think? I like Traylon Burks, uh, and I understand not wanting to play, wanting to pay a receiver if you don't buy into your quarterback. For me, I didn't love the A.J. Brown trade. I don't love all of the things that have come out from that. So for me, I'm going to go C minus on basically the whole thing. But I do love Traylon Burks as a player. Trade package and all. Yeah, I just, I I don't get it. I I mean, every team in the NFL has made this very clear of the high end receivers. You pay them when you have a low end quarterback. Well, Tennessee has a middle to low end quarterback. Mm -hmm. And so now I just don't know what you do. Robert Woods and Traylon Burks is not threatening anyone over the top. So I think it's going to make it harder on Derrick Henry. I think it makes hard, it makes it harder on everyone. So I, I can't say I love it. I love the player, but I don't love the, the the way all of these things transpire. How dare you keep disrespecting Nick Westbrook Aquina? Uh, number oh. 19, 
Overall, it was the New Orleans Saints with Trevor Penning, the offensive tackle out of Northern Iowa. I'm an A on this one. I'm, I am too. And we had continuously mentioned their names together. But I thought they were in on Tyler Smith. They didn't think Trevor Penning would be there. Mm-hmm. The, the drop dead on, on Penning was Baltimore, and then Kyle Hamilton was there. And we said there were two teams with Kyle Hamilton that you just watch. This is what they do. They they nest and wait and, and get the player. The best player on the board is Baltimore and Philly. So for me, I don't think New Orleans thought he would be there. Now, my curiosity would have been, had they known that, would they have made the move to go get Alave? Mm-hmm. Or would they have sat at 16 and taken Penning and then wound up with whoever it would be at receiver? If that was the alternative, I almost want to make this an A+. Because you went and got your guy, and it worked out for you in the long run. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's time. Let's get weird. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. Today's story comes to us from Madisonville, Kentucky, where Madisonville police say um, that a driver wound up in the ditch on Wednesday night and... Uh, who shocked crimes were involved oh oh, let me guess uh i'm gonna say words you tell me if they were involved alcohol uh bingo drugs you don't know oh this is this is just an alcohol story don't it well i thought this was gonna be just an alcohol story because when they found the woman in the you know her car was in the ditch she didn't know she was in a ditch yeah she thought the car was still moving, apparently. And she thought that, uh, I guess, I don't know, that the police officer that came to the window was running beside the car at the time. She said she had no clue. She was listening to loud music, and apparently she had no pants on. You're going to jail, honey. Don't, uh, <laughs> don't, don't do naked crimes. <laughs> she wasn't wearing any pants. Uh, they say they could smell alcohol on her. She was struggling to stay awake. Her speech was slurred. She did not even realize that she had wound up in the ditch. Stafford admitted to drinking and could not complete, complete the field sobriety test. During a search of her car, officers say they found three empty vodka bottles. Wow. But why do you not have any pants on? That is more than John Daly has before a round against Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. My story, your story was from Kentucky. Yep. Mine is from Flomaton, Alabama. Flomation. That's There's how you no say I. it. No, that's how you say it, though. There's no I. I know. If it's Flomate, no, it's Flomaton. If you <laughs> want it to be Flomation, put an I in it because yeah. that's how you get yeah, the yeah. sh. Yeah. With no I, there's no sh. Yeah. Trust, Flomaton, Alabama. I don't care. Flomaton. Spell it right. Yeah. Flomaton. <laughs> Their police department is asking for help because someone did crimes. There is a ring doorbell video of a woman who has stolen a trailer. And in that trailer is a large Alabama A lawn ornament. That's not what's weird about this story. Okay. I mean, it is weird that you would steal somebody's Alabama lawn ornament. It's also weird that you would steal their trailer. The weird part was that she was driving a stolen lawnmower <laughs> Drive, that she stole from a different person. Nice. I didn't notice that when I read this the first time. She So she stole a lawnmower, then saw a trailer in a yard that had a, I guess, a, a 
Alabama sign that she wanted. She loaded up the sign, put it in the trailer, attached the trailer to the lawnmower, and drove away. Right. Parole tide. Parole tide. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, Flamaton, by the way, is on the it's on the road to Pensacola, and I the first time I went through that town, I, we stopped to get gas, and I had to ask. I said, "Is the name of your town Flamaton?" And they told me it was no, it's Flamation. That's an uh, interesting no, invitation. No, it's uh, not. No, it's not. It was probably this uh, woman. <laughs> she was probably the one that hey, told me that. She, it looked like her. Yeah. She worked at the gas station in Flomaton, Alabama. Weird. She actually kind of looks like the woman who was driving with no pants on. Maybe it's the same person. It might be. Hashtag birds aren't real. It very well be, Miss Stafford. Won't you put your pants on to stop stealing tractors? Uh, <laughs> grading the picks of the first round in the NFL draft. We are now to the next. Uh, well, I had to give this a Charlie Sheen. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers at 20 with Kenny Pickett. I don't even kind of understand why you did this. For me, it's a C minus, but it's just because I didn't want. I said I'm going to be down on whoever it is that breaks the run at quarterbacks. Now, I would be remiss if I didn't point this out because I got this said to me no less than 100 times in the lead up to this draft. No way Malik Willis will be there at 20. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> well, he was, and he was also there at 21. And 22, mm-hmm. and 23, and 24, Yep, and on, and on, and on. And still there for somebody to take today in the second round, uh, though I do expect him to come off the board pretty quickly. I don't, don't be shocked if it's not as quick as you think. Really? Okay. Uh, next up, number 21, Trent McDuffie to the Kansas City Chiefs. I saw a lot of negative on this, but you, you got to realize with Kansas City, you had to get a corner. Mm-hmm. At some point with these early picks, you had to get a corner. And them and Green Bay have both basically clearly established, we don't feel like we need a no-doubt number one wide receiver. Now, the run had happened here, so I don't really know who they were supposed to take. I, I George Pickens, maybe. I don't love the fit. That's not really – this was one of the issues I had with with Kansas City when we did the mocks. I couldn't figure out what they were going to do when they got to this point Unless it was Christian Watson, who's still on the board. Mm-hmm. For me, this is a B. I like the player. I like the player in this scheme. All of those things made sense. It just, okay, like a receiver at some point. Green Bay, Kansas City, come on now. Yeah. Receiver. I, I was not I, I was not wild about the player. I was not wild about the pick, and I'm really not wild about the fact that you traded up. Trim McDuffie, like did he cut you off in traffic no, or something it's just one of those things it's like did the, he tell it's like you the that test like you're a fine player but you weren't the best corner on the board to me did he tell you that zipper merch thing you do was completely stupid <laughs> he probably did he probably did uh quay walker at number 22 for the green bay packers i don't hate the player at all i don't necessarily see the value I did not look at linebacker and go, that's something they need to address very early in this draft. But I will say I was right that they would take two Georgia players in the first round. I just had both of them wrong. You did. Kyer Elam goes to the Buffalo Bills at 23. Oh, I didn't give a grade on that one. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Quay Walker, I'll say C+. I like the player too much to hammer it that much. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I did tell you he'd be the first linebacker off the board. I was just super wrong on who the team was. Yep. Kyer Elam. Number 23, 
going to the Buffalo Bills. I like him because he's a longer corner. This kind of he fits in that Levi Wallace role of he can be the physical. All right, so he, Buffalo plays a team that has a bigger receiver. Use a guy from this draft class, Drake London. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Elam's the one that would go up against him. Getting his face aggressive. I mean, yeah, it gets him beat sometimes. He was susceptible to double moves, but I like him in Buffalo, and I like this pick. Now I'm gonna, I am going to ding you a little bit because I do not know who you think was going to take him in front of you. It wasn't Dallas. It wasn't Dallas, and that part doesn't make any sense to me. I, it's one of those things with trades I've always been enamored by, because I look at Dallas and go, I'm not going to tell you I had your draft sheet, but I know well enough who you were after. A to call Jerry Jones a liar. We'll get to that in a second. Right. And B, to say they were not taking Kyrie Elam. So, I mean, Buffalo, I'll go B minus. I'm going to say the same thing I said about Quay. I like the player too much, and it's not like you gave up much to get up there. But the trade-up dings you a little bit. Dallas Cowboys at 24 went with Tyler Smith, the offensive tackle out of Tulsa that you had been told was going to go to the Saints. But, of course, Trevor Penning was there. Well, they were one of the few teams that thought he could play tackle. Uh, and he goes to the Cowboys to play guard where I'm going to say that, uh, Jerry Jones is a liar, liar, pants on fire is holding up your draft sheet, which we can't see by the way. I mean, that'd be like holding up some random blank piece of paper and saying it's written right here. Well, can I see that? No, no. they say he had, they had him as the 16th player on the board. If that's true, I would love to talk to your scouting department for a minute because they are out of their minds. For me, this is a. Zion wasn't on the board, but the thing I don't understand is why did you not just take Tyler Linderbaum? But if you were going to do that, why did you not just take Linderbaum right. and slide Biadas to uh, guard? Mm-hmm. Uh, w- my question was going to be, uh, so you were going to be okay with New Orleans having him as the 19th best player? As a tackle. Okay. He's a big, aggressive player. My fear with him at guard is that it, one of the big drawbacks on him was his hands. His hands just seem to work independently of his body. So if you think he's going to come in and be this big mauling guard, I'm not so sure I see that. I wonder if they had Kenyon Green on their board. Oh, I'm sure I know and they did. That's what they wanted. They I know wanted they did. to have Kenyon Green at number. They wanted, they wanted Zion, Zion Johnson. Johnson. I don't but, believe they had Tyler Smith ahead of those two. That's what Jerry Jones is trying to sell to you, and I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't buy that either. When I saw that earlier, I asked a couple scout friends, uh, how much higher did you have Zion Johnson than than Tyler Smith? Mm-hmm. Uh, aggressively. Mm-hmm. Number 25, Baltimore Ravens, Tyler Linderbaum. That's an A+. Plus. Yeah. This is a guy I thought you were going to take at 14. Yep. I thought he was your fail-safe at 14. Now who's giving out A-pluses like Oprah? Somebody said that in the uh, in the comments earlier. That I was giving out A pluses like like I'm Oprah because you this, get an A and you yeah, get an A because this next one's an A plus as well. Number twenty six, your New York Jets trade back into the first round to get Jermaine Johnson, who they wanted or or at one time thought they were going to have to take it for. This is the definition of an A plus. Mm-hmm. Go get your guy. This is why X is the extra draft capital is so important. You know, people ask why do you worry so much about picks next year? That's why. You had two second-round picks. Now you still have a second-round pick. You moved up with Tennessee, who wanted to bail out, and you didn't give up that much. It was a two and a three. Mm -hmm. Okay. For a guy that you thought you were going to take in the top ten, he's a really good run defender right now. I think he's he's got moves as a pass rusher. There were teams that, I, unless they were just completely lying to me, had him ahead of Kayvon Thibodeau. 
So to get him at 26, he was very scheme specific. That's why he fell. Mm -hmm. Three, four teams saw him exactly the same way I did. I don't want him standing up because that takes away why he's getting drafted here. In that wide nine, four, three front, man, I look at that Jets front and just, they take Travis Jones at 38. I, I, I'm, I may just have to go take a nap. My Tampa Bay Buccaneers traded out at number 27 with the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's why we will be kicking off the second round tonight with the 33rd overall pick. But at 27, the Jacksonville Jaguars get Devin Lloyd, the linebacker out of Utah. And I gave this a B plus. I, I think this is a good pick by the, by the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is the signal caller for your defense for a long time. And in that, in the the Jaguars defense, I could actually see some of the things I saw in coverage being mitigated. Now him and him and uh, uh, next to each other makes me a little nervous because I don't really know who's supposed to be who's supposed to cover somebody. Like mm-hmm. at some point, somebody's got to, have to cover somebody, and I'm not sure who that is. But Devin Lloyd is a is a tremendous linebacker, very good blitzer. I look at Jacksonville now and go, you should be able to get after a quarterback. Worst case scenario, you should be able to harass quarterbacks. You might get annihilated by the run, but you did give Fatakasi a lot of money. Uh, the Green Bay Packers, number 28, Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle from Georgia. This is the one I'm going to hammer. Uh, this is a D plus, and it's only because I do like some of the tape on him. The production was never there. It, and then you get into the the red flags that I had heard on him. I heard Devontae Wyatt was going to go in the back end of the second round. There were just teams that had tapped out. They didn't love the tape enough to deal with the alleged red flags. So, to me, I mean, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I, I look at Green Bay and just every single year they seem to take a player that I just, I, I my eyes get really squinty and I'm just confused. The next pick was strange cole strange yeah. this is a this is a gary Busey. it is a cole yeah it, it, it's charlie sheen uh this is something a, worse oh it's i mean i i don't know why exactly they thought they had to take him at 29 there was no risk and there were teams willing to trade up so I, to me you could have gotten to i mean you could have dropped back into the middle of the second round and i don't think anybody would have been a risk i mean i know tennessee liked him I don't think they were taking it at the beginning of the second round. No. So even if they did, that, that's that's one of those things to me, like Kyrie Elam. All right, so I'm going to give you the dichotomy of two trades. Kyrie Elam, I, I don't want to lose him. There are just not many corners in this draft that can do what he does. Mm-hmm. He's one of the more physical corners in this draft. If that's what you're after and you miss him, you may not. there may not be another player that you can replace that with. How many guards have we talked about in the middle of this draft? All right, so Cole Strange is gone. Then take Dylan Parham. They're the same guy. And one of them's drastically better, and it's the one you didn't take. Mm-hmm. So I, I just I don't get it. And then everybody, well, Bill, just turn him into an all-pro. I, 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 I feel like you, you need somebody to tell you that you understand you're clearly the third best team in this division, and the Jets are much closer to you than you are to New England. Or then you are to Miami, excuse me. Agreed. I'm sure some Patriot fan somewhere went, you're stupid. Give it time. Just just wait. Just give it time. At number 30, the Kansas City Chiefs got George Karloftis out of Purdue. What's funny, my first mock draft uh, after the combine, they got Karloftis at this exact same pick. And I can't say anything bad about it. It's a solid B-plus to me. 
The only reason that it's not an A is because I'm afraid that by the time you pick again, that receiver run is going to happen and you're going to be sitting here, well, um, Alec Pierce. No. Uh -huh. <laughs> Number 31, the Cincinnati Bengals got Daxton Hill, the safety out of Michigan. I love this pick. The, the more I've thought about it, the more I love this pick. I scratched my head when I saw it because I went, they already have two safeties. They already have Vaughn Bell, and they just uh, gave a big contract to Jesse Bates. Yeah, and, so and none of that play? matters because he can play in the slot. He played 70% of his snaps in the slot. He's very good against the run, very good blitzer, just a multiple piece. He is a modern NFL football player defensively. And and I'm not going to lie, I never thought about them taking him. And I, I kind of scratched my head last night, and the more I've thought about it, the more I've liked it. And those picks tend to work out. Mm -hmm. The ones where I go, wait, what? well, okay, okay, yeah. Roll with it. After what they've done in this offseason to fix that team, after, you know, surprising everybody last year, I can't second guess you. Well, I mean, that's the beauty of going in in free agency and just completely overhauling your one big need, which was offensive line. Mm -hmm. You don't have to reach for somebody. This is a guy that was probably 17th on their board. Like, he's their last first-round grade. And is he a huge need? No. Is he a great player? Yes. And do I 100% know my division rival will take him if I let him fall? Yep. Yep, I do. And then 32, the last pick of the draft. It was uh, the Minnesota Vikings taking Lewis Sin, the safety out of Georgia. I almost don't even want to give that a letter grade. I just want to call that a ham sandwich. Okay, why? It's, it's good. I love a ham sandwich. Mm -hmm. But there's nothing special about it. I love the player. I just don't know that I love that that's what you did in a year where you're completely redoing the defense. I, and I'm looking at, okay, you've got Daniil Hunter, who I've never seen stand up like this. You don't have the true nose. I don't really know what you're planning on doing at linebacker. And you took a safety. Mm -hmm. mm, okay. It's not a shot at Lewis Sin. I really like Lewis Sin. Mm-hmm. And now, as I said earlier, you're the most physical team in, in a, a safety tandem in the league. But I just don't know that I really understand the selection. And then you mix it with the fact that you traded down from 12 with a division rival and all the things together. I mean, if I have to give that a grade, I'm going to say a C minus. And I feel like I'm being nicer than I should be. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. What are we going to see tonight in the second and third rounds of the nfl draft obviously we'll be covering it live in the ingles studio uh, you can see us at the sportsocracy.com click on the live video link hit the subscribe button join us in the chat we'll be doing interactive stuff all night long and we'll talk about the preview of tonight's action coming up next right here on espn Asheville. I believe real estate isn't about properties. It's about people. I am Clarissa Marshall with eXp Realty, serving all of Western North Carolina. Navigating the home buying and selling journey can feel overwhelming at times, and that's why having an agent who cares about you and your needs is key. I'm a native of Western North Carolina, and I close over a home a week. I'm an expert in the market, pricing my sellers correctly to net you the most money, and working as a skilled negotiator for my buyers. Please give me a call today at 828-774-6343 to set up a complimentary market analysis. The Sportsocracy. Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man! Back here in the Ingalls studio on ESPN Asheville, we are the Sportsocracy. 
heard everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. What's going to happen in night two? What's the, we were asked this in the in the uh, comment section earlier. Uh, how far is Sam Howell going to fall? One of the quarterbacks will fall out around two. It's just a question of who. Yeah. And Howell has been the one that there have been a limited number of teams attached to. The one I know Seattle likes him. So there is a possibility here. The the quarterback range is incredibly wide. There's a possibility that Seattle takes him as the second quarterback at forty one or at forty or forty one. Mm-hmm. I could see Corral at forty three to Atlanta. Tennessee, I think, is the biggest is the most likely team on Desmond Ritter. I've heard that for several days now. Mm-hmm. And now you look at they trade back, they get the the capital with the Jets. That kind of makes that make more sense. So there could be – so they could take him with a third pick tonight in the second they round. They could. I, and I'm not going to lie to you, I won't be shocked if Malik Willis is the last of the bunch. I will not be shocked. Hmm. Which is strange. It's really not, though. The raw tools on Malik Willis are fine. I, I've said this through the whole process. If you take away how fast he is, there's not a lot to like. He always got a big arm. Yeah, and I didn't see him hit many of those. He's so elusive. Yeah, he breaks contain, and it winds up 15 yards out of bounds. I just think people get intoxicated by how fast he is. And I'm not. I'm, I'm just not as surprised as everybody else seems to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a potential that we could have. And he, now, I say that he could also be the first one off the board tonight. That wouldn't shock me either. Mm-hmm. It's just who falls in love with who. We could have, what, five quarterbacks go in the – or four quarterbacks go in the first 12 you, picks just, tonight. Just mark my words that I said this. Watch the quarterbacks go to the teams that are not going to have a shot at the quarterbacks next year. Look at the Indianapolis Colts, mm-hmm. the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. I think the Seattle Seahawks because I think they will be better than people think. Those are the three that are really sticking out to me. The New York Giants – that's another one to to watch, in my opinion. Atlanta Atlanta wants to come away with a quarterback. I just don't know if they're going to take one with high-end draft capital that, that you're then tied to. You don't want to run into the Josh Rosen situation where you shoehorn a quarterback, and a year from now, you know he's not the guy, you have to move on, and you give him up for 10 cents on the dollar. That's what – a team like Atlanta cannot afford that. They're just they're, – they're not talented enough. You have to hit – solid doubles i mean every pick doesn't have to be a home run but they need to be on the roster three or four years from now so i know they like a quarterback if the one they like's not there i could see one of these guys falling a long way tampa has the first pick tonight in the second round uh this is a spot where a lot of times you have seen in the past of teams trades yeah teams really want to get up to get that player well at they the have top 20 the hours round. to wear you down yeah. so that's the, i heard somebody say that that way and i've never heard it put it exactly that fashion mm-hmm. of you have 20 hours to convince a team that you have to come get your guy but the guy that they want oh yeah you know, he's falling it, it you can just just come down here eight spots you'll be fine right who's the guy that somebody could trade up for to try to get to the top of that draft, uh, I, top of the second. This round. is one of those years that I don't know that's going to happen mm-hmm. because there's not really any player that I'm shocked is still here. Guys to look that go early tonight: uh, Andrew Booth, Drake Jackson, the edge out of USC. Look for a running back to come off the board within the first five to six picks. Brees Hall to the Jets is one that I've heard a lot. 
Tonight's going to be a lot of fun, and we're live for 17 hours of commercial-free NFL Draft football. Yes, we are indeed. We're going to be fully interactive as well, uh, talking with you guys in the chat, all of your picks, all of your analysis. We will talk about all of it uh, in the Sportsocracy feed. So go to the Sportsocracy. Tonight and tomorrow, all yes. of day three as well. Yes, and we will be back here on Monday on ESPN Asheville to wrap it all up.